BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie. I am back to my solo self this week. Last week, of course, I was joined by April Davis from the Vagina Blog. And that was like one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. She was amazing. So just me this week, we're talking about bad dates. Oh, we got to talk about a few things. We got we have Dum Dum Club check ins. We got to talk about murder among the Mormons, the new Netflix show, Matt and I just finished it. And there was something else that I needed to tell you guys, but I'm sure I'll think of it later. First of all, I feel like now or like this week feels like a good week to do a little reintroduction. I have a handful of new people here. So my name is Maddie. I'm a Salt Lake City based podcaster, uh, content creator, and I am trying to get more comfortable calling myself a comedian, but I have some pretty severe imposter syndrome, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. Okay. I said it. I felt weird saying it, but I did. And the bad broadcast is a place where we giggle and we complain and we set aside our positive attitudes to just vent. A lot of times, like a lot of times people will leave reviews or like DM me and they'll be like, I just don't like that. Like you're really negative or like you just aren't positive enough for me. And I'm like, that's, I know that's in the description. That's, that's what we're here to do. We're here to vent and let it out. You will, you, there's a lot of positivity and we can all find that. But I think that sometimes we just need a safe place to complain and do a healthy roast of annoying behavior that people do. So that's what we do here. And let's see anything else that I need to need to tell you guys about me. Oh, yes, of course, I am the headmistress of the Dum Dum Club. And let's just get into our, our Dum Dum Club check in right away. Because there's some good ones this week. So if you have not ever been here for a Dum Dum Club check in, or just if you're new, or you haven't listened to the old episode, or if you just need a refresher, the Dum Dum Club is a club that we all belong to, even if you don't think you belong to it. One day, you're going to learn something and be like, I am a part of this. So the Dum Dum Club check ins are when we talk about things that we should have known, probably as children, or like at the very least, like young adults. But now we're all grown adults, and we're just now learning them. It'll make sense when I when I start reading this week's submission. So first one I got, somebody emailed me and said, I just barely found out that Frankenstein is not a true story. Frankenstein is not a true story. However, that would be that would be wild if a person could be put together 
okay, you know what? I'm actually going to stop myself here because what I was just about to do was summarize what happens in Frankenstein and act like I've read it. And I absolutely have not read Frankenstein. And I don't know the real story. I don't know how it works. The only thing I do know is that Frankenstein is the name of the doctor, not the name of the monster. So the monster is actually Frankenstein's monster. So that is the fun fact, but I, I really couldn't tell you any plot lines that happen in the book. Next, somebody said, I found out recently that in weather reports, they are saying wind chill, not windshield. I spent my whole life thinking they took the temperature of your windshield as you were driving to let you know what it was just in case you were wondering. It never made a ton of sense to me, but hey, I'm not the expert. So I figured I'd let them do their job. Wind chill makes so much more sense. Okay, along with this one, there's one that gets some some get submitted to me like pretty often, which I love because there's just there's solidarity in it. So one that I get a lot is the weather report thing that says like there's a 30% chance of snow. It's not saying that there's a 30% chance it will snow. It's saying that 30% of your area will be getting snow, which like, maybe I'm just ultra stupid, but those feel like kind of the same thing. Like if there's a 30% chance, like there's a 30% chance that you're in the area that will get snow, right? So, okay, don't correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel smart and I just want to ride this high. Okay, next one. Did you know that the word data or data, however you say it, is plural of the word datum? So D-A-T-U-M. First of all, I've never even heard that word before. And second of all, I guess my whole life is a lie now. We've all been using the word data wrong. The English language is wild. That's the thing. The English language, like nothing makes sense. Like no rule in like quote unquote rule in the English language is consistent all the time. So we, I don't even know why we have any rules. Okay, this next one is what I like to call a double dum-dum. So Someone emailed me and they said, I just realized that the ATM machines are not affiliated with a bank called the ATM bank. I thought that ATM was the title of the bank and I wasn't allowed to use any of them because I wasn't a member of the bank. Now I know that ATM means at the moment and I can withdraw money from them. So this is where we get the double dum-dum is that ATM doesn't mean at the moment in this regard. When people are like using internet lingo and they say ATM, that usually means at the moment, but the money machine means automatic teller machine. So I love a double dum-dum. Like I love when people message me and they're like, I just learned that Alaska is an island. And I'm like, hold on. And it always throws me for a loop. Like, wait, do I actually not know? Do I actually not know the truth? It makes me question reality just, just for a minute. Okay, next. For years, I heard the term Sharknado without ever knowing what it was. And being the dum-dum that I am, I heard Sharknado. Shark, one word, and then N-A-T-O. Like the fish version of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Why would fish have treaties? Were they holding summits out in the ocean? Was this a government agency tasked with overseeing shark sales among countries? Obviously, I never stopped to ask. It wasn't until I heard my middle school students, yep, I'm a teacher, talking about Sharknado, that I realized it was a show about shark tornadoes, you know, because that makes way more sense. Honestly, Sharknado sounds like a great plot, like that they deal with international shark deals. That feels, that feels like a good screenplay. Okay, next one. 
I just realized when people say, ouch, I hit my funny bone, they mean they hit their humorous. And that's why it's called the funny bone. Humorous. It's humorous. It's funny. It's a humorous. It's a bone. Yep. That's a good one. And the last one for this week, I learned GOP is referring to the Republican Party. And it's not just a random economics term that I didn't know. Wow, watching the news makes so much more sense now. Yeah, I had been an intern in Washington, D.C. for like probably a month and a half before I knew what GOP meant or stood for. If anybody else out there is confused, it does stand for Grand Old Party. I don't know why that's the name that they decided to stick with, but Grand Old Party. I remember I saw a guy and he had like a koozie on his drink and it said it was from a wedding and it said you just can't stop the Grand Old Party and it was like a Republican themed wedding. Okay. Now, okay, before we get into the bad dates, I just want to do a quick little like recap, not recap, but just give you some of my thoughts on Murder Among the Mormons, which is a new Netflix documentary. It's three parts. It was done by Jared Hess, who did Napoleon Dynamite. Wait, is Jared Hess Napoleon Dynamite? Or did, did he just write it? These are the things that I really should look up before I start the episode, but then it just comes into mind. Oh, no, that's John Heater. That's John Heater. But Jared has directed it. I remember now. Okay, so Murder Among the Mormons. It's on Netflix. It's three parts. It is fascinating. And I posted about it on my Instagram story, and I got a few people messaging me. And they were like, wait, is this like anti-church propaganda? No, it's not. It's not at all, like literally not at all anti-Mormon or anti-church or casting the LDS church in a bad light, you got to watch the whole series because at the beginning, they kind of they make you think that's where the story's headed. But then it's about this guy named Mark Hoffman, who did an obscene amount of horrible things to people just because he felt like ruining lives. And it is really fascinating. It's really good. I am mainly shocked that I had never heard this story. I had never heard of Mark Hoffman. I didn't know there were bombings that happened in Salt Lake. I mean, it happened literally less than two blocks away from where I currently live. So it was very interesting to learn about. I thought it was really well done and I highly recommend it. Also this weekend, I will be watching the interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry gosh, I wish I already knew what happened and I could share with you my thoughts. But I'm sure once I watch it, I will have many, many thoughts to share with you. I love Meghan Markle, by the way, just in case anyone's curious where I stand on her. I mean, I just I really enjoy her and I feel very defensive of her despite not knowing very many things about her. But I really, really like her. So I'm excited for that. But enough with the chit chat. Let's get to the bad dates. There were an overwhelming amount of submissions. I do go through and read every single one. So I have a lot of stories for you guys. And if I can't fit them all in this episode, I promise I will do a part two. Let's begin. She says, in college, I worked at a great clip. So I was always meeting new guys there and would get asked out a lot. So I cut this guy's hair and he asked for my number and said we should go on a date. I wasn't very interested, but I had a hard time saying no back then. We set a date for that week. The time came and he texted me. I'm on my way. I had no idea what the plan was, but figured this meant it was just going to be the two of us. He comes to my door, walks me to his car. It's pitch black and I get in and I'm just sitting there and it's quiet while he's going around to his side of the car. And then I hear a loud, hi, come from the back seat. It startled me so bad. I turn around and there's a couple in the back seat. I don't know if I'm even conveying how weird it was. It was like they had all planned to scare me and I didn't even know them. 
Anyway, I start introducing myself to them and I ask for their names and the guy just isn't talking to me. Then he starts signing and the girl's like, oh, he's deaf. We make awkward conversation while we ride to the restaurant. We get there and the deaf guy keeps signing to me and I don't know sign language. About 20 minutes in, we are waiting for the food and my date and the couple all burst out laughing and they're like, should we tell her? I'm so freaking confused. Then they burst out laughing and revealed to me that the other guy is not deaf. They were just pranking me. Keep in mind, I don't even know my date or this couple. So it was just super annoying. I totally ghosted the guy after this date and he was genuinely confused on why I wasn't into him. Worst date ever. I simply do not trust anyone who enjoys pranking people. Let's take that one step further. I especially do not trust people who enjoy pranking strangers. Get a better hobby. Get a better hobby. If I ever hear the sentence from somebody, yeah, I take April Fool's Day really seriously. People who get really invested in pranks and like plan ahead and just genuinely enjoy ruining somebody's day. Oh, worst type of person. I immediately know we will never have anything in common. And then if your prank of choice is to pretend to be deaf, oh, worst type of person, absolute worst type of person. Okay. Next story. She says, I met a guy on a dating app. We're chatting and I think it's going very well. But then he said, is that your sister in that picture with you? I replied that it was. And he said, oh, she's really cute. Total slap in the face. So I said, great. Want her number? He was like, oh my gosh, yes. Would she be interested? To which I reply with her Instagram and say, figure it out for yourself. Bye. They're dating now. Guys will do things like this and then justify it by saying like, well, you shouldn't have pictures of her on your dating profile if you don't want guys to notice her while simultaneously having the audacity to be the ugly friend. I guarantee you this dude is a four, but he lives with eights. And so he posts group pictures on his Tinder in hopes that somebody will swipe right, not knowing which one he is. You know, that's his tactic. And then he says things like this to women. I just, I feel like that's the energy that he has. Okay, let's go on. She says, my boyfriend invited me to go to a popular Christmas concert with his family. It was an expensive ticket and their family's yearly tradition, so I felt honored. I bought a special new outfit for the occasion. When he showed up to my house to pick me up, he saw me and said, Ugh, is that velvet? And went back to the car without saying another word. Crestfallen. Oh, what a great word. Crestfallen. I hurried after him to the car. I got in and his mother said, I can't believe you didn't know he has an aversion to velvet. He cowered in his corner of the back seat, trying to avoid even accidentally touching my clothes. At the concert, he made his mom trade places with him so she would have to sit next to me in my velvet instead of him. Later, he refused to walk me to my door, so his dad did. Why are they acting like velvet aversion is like a normal thing? It's not like he's allergic to it. I mean, I get it. I don't like velvet either, but I could definitely sit next to somebody who was wearing it. Also, the weird competition that moms feel against their son's girlfriends. Like you have to prove that you know more about him. Like, I can't believe you don't know that he has an aversion to velvet. Like, I can't believe you feel comfortable telling people that about your son because it's embarrassing. Also, why are you in competition with his girlfriend? Do you want to hook up with him? Is that what's going on here? Usually it is. Okay, next. She says, I had this guy over to my house to watch the Ted Bundy tapes, because that's normal. And he would randomly poke me and verbalize it. Poke. I was deeply uncomfortable. So I just kind of curled up into a ball on my couch. And he was like, are you comfortable sitting like that? And I had to pretend like it was my favorite position to sit in ever. I kept hinting that it was getting late and that I think he should leave, but he just wouldn't. Then he randomly gets up 
I think to myself, finally, he's leaving. And he starts doing clap push-ups in my living room. I was so taken aback by how weird this experience was. Like, dude, there are a million other methods of getting people's attention and impressing them. Needless to say, that was our last date. Okay, I have three words that if men listened to these three words, there would never be an uncomfortable date ever again. Those three words are take a hint, take a hint. If she is leaning away from you, if she is not talking to you, if she is saying things like, hey, maybe you should go home now. The ship has sailed, buddy. She's not comfortable. Stop. There's nothing you can do to make it better. Show her an ounce of mercy and just leave. Just leave. If she suggests it, it's because she means it. She's actually really wishing that she could say more, but she's too polite. And the only thing that's coming out of her mouth is, hey, maybe you should go now. What she really wants to say is, I'm either going to fake my own death or call the police if you don't leave in the next 25 seconds. It is the most unsettling feeling to be at your apartment with a guy who is making you uncomfortable who will not leave. Just leave just leave. Okay, next one. She says, it was the 4th of July and he asked me if I wanted to go on a razor ride up to the top of a mountain and that we would be going with his friends. A razor ride. I think that's like a four wheeler. I'm almost positive, but I'm not totally sure because I don't do anything outside. Okay. We got about halfway to the top of the mountain and the trail was covered in snow so much so that we couldn't get the razor through it. The boys decided that we should then hike the remaining six miles up the mountain and it was already getting dark. The other girl wanted to go too. So I was the only one who didn't feel good about it. I kept asking if we could find another place to watch the fireworks. And I was told, no, I could either stay there where the razor was stuck on the mountainside or hike the rest with them. The hike was almost entirely uphill. I should mention that I have bad asthma and I was wearing sandals. We made it to the top and it was completely dark. We watched the fireworks and then had to descend the mountain in total darkness. He was my boyfriend at the time. And as we were hiking down in total darkness, he decided to talk about how I struggled on the hike and how he didn't want to date someone that was going to get fat. So the whole six miles back down the mountain, back down the cliff, he berated me for my physical fitness and how I didn't want to go on the hike. We broke up shortly after that, as you can imagine. He got married a few weeks after we broke up. Go figure. Okay, wow, a lot to unpack. First of all, suggesting a hike for a date. No, like you better be absolutely sure that the girl is very, very into hiking before you say, hey, let's just go on a casual six mile hike in the snow at dark, at dark, in the dark. Like you better know that she wants to do that because not everybody likes to hike. I think that it shocks dudes when girls don't have the exact same hobbies that they do. They're like, well, I like to hike. Why would a girl not enjoy hiking? Because uh, hiking sucks. That's why girls don't like hiking sometimes because it is a terrible hobby. I get so much shame from people when I tell them that I don't like hiking or I don't like the outdoors. Like I'll do it if it's like, I don't know if it's an easy hike or if it's at a scenic place, like I'll do it if the, if the situation calls for it. But people love to be like, like, obviously I'm from Utah. And when I tell people that I haven't done like every single outdoor activity in Utah, they're like, how? I'm like, because when I wake up on a Saturday, I don't think, wow, I really want to not enjoy myself today. Let's go on a hike. It doesn't sound fun. I don't want to do it. That thought has never crossed my mind. If it is your hobby, that's very cool. I'm very proud of you, but it's not for me. Also, 
why do you guys feel like they can say things like, I just don't want my wife to get fat? Okay, well, you better never gain weight, never have a pimple and never lose your hair. Okay, does that sound does that sound fair? If she's never allowed to gain weight, then you are never allowed to age past 25. Okay, next up, she says, this is hands down the worst date I've ever even heard of. And I was the unfortunate soul who went on it. I went on a date with this boy I met on Instagram. I'm an athlete and he was an athlete at a neighboring college. So I was immediately excited because we had common interests. We set a date and decided we would go out to sushi. Right off the bat, he was nice, funny, and we had great conversation. The night ended and we decided we would hang out again, but it couldn't be until the next week because he was going out of town the following day. This is key information, so remember this. He dropped me off at about nine, and three hours later, I got a text from him saying something along the lines of, hey, I had a lot of fun tonight. I hope this isn't too forward, but I'd love to see you again before I go and take you to breakfast before I leave in the afternoon. I agreed, and I was excited to hang out with him a second time. Little did I know, a seemingly harmless breakfast date would turn into a story I told all my friends and posterity for years to come. We go to breakfast, and I had a good time, but after getting to know him a little more, I was starting to get the vibe that I didn't think this was going to go any further further than friends. We finish breakfast and I'm getting ready to go home, but he asks if we can take a quick stop at his mom's house so he can pee. I'm a little weirded out, but I guess I understand a man who only pees in the comfort of his own home. We get there and he pees and we proceed to have a 45 minute long call. Oh, and we proceed to have a 45 minute long conversation with his mom that ended with me and him leg wrestling. It's finally time to go. And he asks if we can go around the corner and meet his grandma and his brother. So we walk around and talk with more of his family. I felt weird meeting the, this kid's entire extended family, especially because I knew it probably wasn't going to go any further than this date. After we leave, I'm like, well, you better take me home. You got to get going. And he informs me that he's pushed back his departure time four hours so we could hang out longer. I was stunned and kind of tried to argue it, but he was persistent to take me to my favorite shoe store. I love shoes. So we go and look around for a minute and then decide to leave. At this point, I just want to get home and tell him that it's time to take me home. He tells me that he wants to make one more stop and then he will drop me off. He asks me if I've ever heard of the blue boutique. I hadn't. We pull into the parking lot and I see the mannequins in the window dressed in lingerie and I immediately knew I was in for a wild ride. We walk into the store and he grabs my hands and tell me, tells me to pretend we are dating. As I walk in, I was hit with a wave of shock. What I thought would be a fun clothing boutique store full of knickknacks and candles was actually a sex shop with costumes, latex, and leather whips at every turn. He lets go of my hand and goes into the back room. Okay, I've never been to the blue boutique, but the back room cannot be good. And he leaves me to wander the aisles of the blue boutique all by myself. I immediately go <laughs> I immediately go to the corner and call my mom and she laughs but tells me to get out of there because he definitely sounds like a serial killer, as she should. Right as I hang up, he walks out of the back room with a black bag of things he had just purchased. We go get in the car, I buckle my seatbelt, and I am just ready to go home. He asks why I'm putting my seatbelt on because I because he wanted to show me what he got me. I'm horrified and I am ready to give him my best left hook and run for my life. As my hand is bawling into a fist, he pulls out a penis candy necklace, sexy truth or dare, and to my shock and awe, a nine inch long sucker in the shape of a penis. DM me and I will send you all of the pictures of these things. I'm going to, I'm going to get pictures. He gives it to me and makes me hold it while he proceeds to read through every single card on the truth or dare game. At the end, I tell him I was weirded out and I wanted him to take me home. We drove home and I showed all my roommates my souvenirs. He tried to message me again and I told him I could hang out. 
I couldn't hang out because I was busy with the holidays. Hope he's doing well. Side note, I had another boy over at my apartment that night and he saw the sucker sitting on my desk and moments later he faked a phone call saying he needed to leave. (laughs) Needless to say, I had the worst Saturday of my entire life. How is it that the most horrifying part of the story is not that he had the idea to take you to a sex shop. It's that he made purchases at the sex shop with you there, but without you knowing He went into a back room to make underground purchases from a kink store. Like that is where the red flag, I mean, if the red flag was not already up when he was like, hey, let's go into this sex shop, it was when he went into the back room and came out with a bag. That's where I draw the line somehow. Somehow that's where I draw the line. I don't know. I mean, truth be told, I drew the line at the leg wrestling, but I just had to keep going and then we ended up here. Let me name a couple things that sound way more fun to do for a date than going to the back room with the blue boutique. Okay. Um, getting a root canal, doing a seance in a cemetery at night, uh, getting a pelvic exam, uh, clipping my cat's fingernails. All of those things sound way more fun than going to the blue boutique with a dude you do not know. All right. Before we get started on our next story, I have a message from this week's sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Kizik. Kizik's are the easiest shoes you will ever put on. Nobody likes the hassle of tying their shoes. Also, some people can't. And at Kizik, they make shoes that people can put on without using their hands. Yes, I said what I said and I meant it. These are shoes you can put on without touching them. No hands, no tying and retying, no bending over. You just pop right into your Kizzix and they stay on. They use a patented external cage technology that enables you to just step right into the shoes. They are perfect for anybody on the go or anyone who just needs a little extra help getting ready for the day. Even Nike is licensing and using these technologies to make hands-free shoes. Kizik is just trying to make life a little bit easier for everybody. Right now, my listeners can get 20% off for the next 90 days using the code MADDIE20. That's M-A-D-I-20. Another great part, if they don't fit, free returns within 30 days. Get your Kizik's right now for 20% off using the code MADDIE20. All right, let's get back to it. She says, a guy asked me out at the gym. I was trying to put myself out there, so I decided I should go. He asked if I wanted to go out for drinks, and I told him I was only 18 and I didn't drink, so instead we got ice cream. We sat outside and ate our ice cream. I quickly learned he was 34 and worked at a college. I learned that for fun, he liked to climb things. I don't even know what that means. I told him my favorite place was Disneyland, and he said, good luck getting pregnant one day with all that paint poisoning there. What? And then gave me a whole talk about fertility. The worst part is that it got windy. He grabbed the table, inhaled deeply, looked up, closed his eyes, and said, lovely perfume. That dude is going to suck your blood. No doubt about it. Okay, this next one, I'm just going to give a slight trigger warning. Um, Nobody gets hurt, but it does discuss kidnapping and guns. Okay, so... She says, this was an almost date, thank goodness, but don't let that deter you from listening to this. I matched with a guy on Bumble. I had sworn off bad boys and decided to go with a good guy. He was a police officer, reputable career, owned a home, religious, just, quote, wanted a girl he could take home to his mama. We talked for a few weeks. He was very sweet. 
Super personable and charming. I was excited to meet him when suddenly on the day of, he ghosted. We were supposed to meet at a Starbucks in the afternoon. I didn't hear from him the night before or the morning of, which was unusual based on the last few weeks of talking. I finally texted him saying I wasn't going unless he called or texted me right away because I didn't want to make the 30-minute drive if I was just going to get stood up. No response. I was bothered, but whatever. A few days later, I see a familiar face on the news. The day of our date, he kidnapped a woman at gunpoint, put her in the trunk of his car, and drove around for hours. Obviously, he is no longer a police officer, and he's in prison now. I thank the good Lord every day that I dodged that bullet. Maybe even literally. Uh, you mean absolutely literally. Usually, like, Women will go on a date with a guy who wants to like go on a hike and be like, he might be a serial killer. And you're like, yeah, he might be. But like, that's a little bit dramatic. We're not being dramatic enough about this guy. That would have been you. If you're out there listening to this, I'm very glad that you are safe. Also, maybe he's prison friends with my neighbor who got arrested. DM me his name. DM me his arrest record and I'll do some digging. I'm going on like week three, not knowing what my neighbor did to get arrested. And just it keeps me up at night. I need to know. All right. Next up, she says, we went on a sunset hike, which first of all, was almost the worst part of the date. Why do people think hiking is a date good idea? A date good idea. (laughs) A good date idea. This is what I'm saying. Afterwards, the guy wanted to sneak into this neighborhood pool. I thought it would be fun, but I knew I hadn't shaved anything in weeks. So I told him to just stop by my house so I could pick up a suit. When we got to my house, I ran in as fast as I could. And I start I started the tub and basically shaved with water, shaved with water, my legs and my bikini line in like two minutes and just threw my swimsuit on and ran back outside. My legs felt so itchy in the car on our way over, but I didn't mind it. When we got to the pool, I took my shorts off in the car and I was just wearing a big t-shirt. He said I should climb over the top of the fence and open the gate to the pool because he said he couldn't do it. I said fine and started climbing up. Literally in seconds, the guy I was on a date with goes, oh my gosh, what is wrong with your legs? I looked down while I'm currently climbing above him. Every single pore of my legs was bleeding along with my whole bikini line. I was wearing white swim bottoms and they were spotted all over with blood and my legs looked like they had just gotten attacked by a feral cat. I was so humiliated and I just wanted to leave, but the best excuse I could come up with was, oh, my legs just do that sometimes. It is hard to imagine a more uncomfortable feeling than a razor burned bikini line in swim bottoms in a chlorine pool or a saltwater. Oh my gosh. It makes me dry heave just thinking about it. I hate shaving. Like I'm ready for something to revolutionize the way we remove hair because Nair definitely doesn't work. That gives me eczema. Laser is a thousand times more painful than shaving and waxing is terrible in its own right. People ask me about laser hair removal sometimes because I'm an esthetician and I have lasered like people before and like buttholes and stuff. And I, I hate getting lasered. Like it is super, super, super painful for me. Maybe I'm just a baby, which chances are that's, that's probably it. Okay. Next up, she says, This guy knocked on my sister's door doing sales and my brother-in-law answered. He saw my sister in the background and asked my brother-in-law if she had any younger sisters because she was hot. First red flag, but okay. Wasn't told about this until after my date. My brother-in-law was like, sure, here's her number and gives him my number. So he calls me, asks me on the date and tells me the activity is a surprise because he doesn't want me to say no. Another red flag. Picks me up wearing literally what I imagine NSYNC to wear. White leather jacket, spiky hair, baggy jeans, and a puka shell necklace. Mind you, this was seven years ago, and I still remember this very vividly. 
We get into his white Nissan and start driving away. He was like, okay, now you can know what we're doing. There's a binder in the back seat, so grab it and start reading through it. I had no idea what to expect, like WTF. So I opened the binder and each page was nicely inserted into a page protector. I start reading it and it's just a list of questions, half inappropriate, half nonsense. Still not knowing what we're doing, I'm like, okay, are we just going to ask each other these questions over dinner or something? And he was like, no, we're going to the mall to ask strangers these questions. And then proceeded to tell me we would introduce ourselves as college research students. So whatever we were about to ask was for research purposes. I immediately wanted to go home, but the 20 year old me didn't know how to say that. So we get up to the mall and start asking people questions like, do you like to be tied up in the bedroom? If yes, why? Or do you hover over the toilet seat when you pee? Or do you feel aroused when you walk past Victoria's Secret? Or let's say in another world, having sex was like holding hands. How many people with would you have had sex with by now, etc. Of course, I felt extremely uncomfortable and I let him do the talking. I just stood there. After about 20 people, two police officers approached us. And I don't think I've ever felt so relieved to get in trouble with law enforcement. They said, we've had a few people complain about your activities, blah, blah, blah. You need to vacate the building or we will press charges. I was like, yes, officers, we are so happy to leave. (laughs) So the police officers watched us leave the mall. And to my date, I was like, bummer, guess that's it for the night. He was like, no, we can ask more people in the parking lot. I put my foot down and said, no, no more. He was like, let me ask three more people. And then just ran off to ask people questions while I awkwardly stood by his car. He came back and said, okay, well, how about I take you to dinner and we ask each other these questions? Oh, and we haven't even gotten to the questions in the back. I quickly glanced at the last pages and of course they were all super explicit. I threw the binder in his car and said I was walking home. Date over. He said, at least let me drive you home. I didn't even respond and walked away. Nervous that he would follow me, I walked into the mall to call a friend to pick me up. Does not end there. How does it not end there? He texted and called obsessively for a week. I told my sister and brother-in-law the whole story and they felt so bad. The next week, he went to my sister's home and knocked on their door asking why I wasn't responding because we had such a great time. My brother-in-law lifted his arm as a threat to punch him. (laughs) The guy flew to the ground scared and my brother-in-law said, do not ever speak to her again. Don't text her and do not knock on my door again. I will put you behind bars. Do not ever step foot near me my sister-in-law or my home. He then called this guy's employer and got him fired. Men are canceled. Truly, truly, deeply from the bottom of my heart. If I were to dream up my exact nightmare of a date, this is what it would be. Asking strangers inappropriate questions in public for no reason. There's no reason except finding enjoyment out of making people uncomfortable. And this is what I'm talking about with pranks too. I just, I don't think it's normal human behavior to like making people uncomfortable. At this point, the bar for dating is just self-awareness. I mean, that seems a little bit too high. The bar is on the floor. The bar is in hell. The, The bar is in hell for dates at this point. Next up, she says, my worst date was my first date ever. I was 17 and the boy was coming over to hang out. Not really sure what this informal gathering meant, but I was dressed casually with a big white t-shirt and leggings. We were in my room watching Can't Buy Me Love, a classic. Halfway through the movie, Patrick Dempsey's character gets emotionally ripped a new one by the popular girl main character. I hate this part, so I decided to utilize this time to go to the restroom. I excuse myself and walk five feet down the hall to the restroom, leaving my bedroom door open. 
I sit to pee, but my pee quickly turns into a poo. I panic and rush myself because I don't want this boy to know I'm pooping. As I am briskly wiping, something feels wrong. You don't know you know what toilet paper feels like. Uh, hold on. Okay. You don't know that you know what toilet paper feels like against your bottom until it's not toilet paper. Suspicious. I checked the wadded up paper in my hand for streaks. It was white, not a streak on it. I panic, slowly turn my body and lift up the back of my shirt. All I see is brown. I, okay. So for the, for clarification, it's sounding like your big white t-shirt got stuck in your butt cheeks and then you were wiping, but you were actually wiping your t-shirt into your butthole, right? Okay. I try to remain calm. I take a deep breath as I pull my shirt over my head by the back of my shirt collar. This is where I went wrong for the second time. As I pull the shirt over my head, poop gets all over my back and in my hair. I then allow myself space to absolutely lose it. I yell for my mom. She comes busting into the bathroom. She asks why I have my shirt off. I slowly turn around and show her my back. Is that poop? She yelled. Reminder, I left my bedroom door open and we are five feet from it. I spin around with my finger frantically pounding against my pressed lips. She begins to laugh hard and loud. We then spend the next 45 minutes cleaning it off my back and out of my hair. I walk back to my room where my date was with a towel on my head and a new t-shirt. My date was sitting in a dark room while the credits rolled. I quietly take a seat next to him and he asks what happened. My best lie was that I got water on my shirt. Doesn't doesn't explain my wet hair, but he doesn't push. We ended up dating for four months after this. Furthermore, I talked to him recently. We are both now 21. And he told me he remembered everything. He didn't know the full story, but he did know that poop got in my hair somehow. I now tell this story to almost anyone who cares to listen, but that's how I deal with the embarrassment. I mean, I hate to take it here, but you got to wonder how he knew. Was there some leftover? Did you smell bad? I mean, obviously, it didn't deter from your your charm because you guys dated after, but you just got to wonder if maybe a streak or two was left behind, if you know what I mean. Also, I'll be the first one to say it. Nothing is worse than a rushed number two. You know, when I started a podcast, I did not think that I would be talking about poop this much, but I guess this is, this is where the road has taken us, but nothing's worse. Like I want, I want it to be a relaxing experience. I want a candle lit. I want my phone fully charged. Sometimes I'll even use the opportunity to do a face mask. I need a spa quality experience when I use the restroom, if you know what I mean. I don't know why I said if you know what I mean. You do know what I mean because I just very clearly outlined it. Next up, she says, one time I went on a Tinder date. For said date, we went to the park to throw frisbee and get fro-yo. Not totally my, my idea of a perfect first date, but not the worst until he gets out his wallet to go and get said froyo. This man pulled out a dead frog with a zipper in it to turn its belly into a pouch for coins. I didn't know what to say, except that's interesting. And he said, oh yeah, I've got a turtle one in the trunk. Needless to say, I never saw him again. I mean, it's really hard to find a bad wallet. You got to put some real effort into finding the worst wallet possible. And that man did it. Where are you guys at on uh, taxidermy? Like, where are you guys at on like animal heads on the wall? I mean, I think that there is a way to do it. Like if you're at a cabin and there's like one, like I get it. But like if they have several taxidermied animals in use around their home or like a pet, a pet taxidermied, uh, I don't know. I mean, it should give us some sign that Abby Lee Miller taxidermied her dog. 
Like that should let us know what the mental state is of people who really insist on taxidermying. Is that a word? Whatever. Doing that to animals. I don't know. It's not sitting right with me. It's not sitting right with me. All right. Next up, she says, I was on a second date with a guy. And at the end of the first date, he very innocently kissed me. No big deal. Well, I went over to his house to watch a movie for the second date. He put his arm around my waist. Again, no big deal. But then he started to slowly untuck my shirt. He didn't even get close to getting it untucked. And I said something like, excuse me, what are you doing? To which he replied, I just really want to see your nipples. What in the actual hell? Who says nipples? I told him that that wouldn't be happening. And he told me I better just go home. I was so pissed, but didn't want him to let him have his way. So I told him that I drove all the way to his house. The least he could do is have a decent conversation with me. Clearly, he had some toxic masculinity. So I proceeded to have a 20 minute conversation with him about being pro choice. He hated it and it was worth it. Now I'm with you. Who says nipples? It's just so medical. I feel like only an OBGYN should ever say the word nipples. It's 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 not a word you say when you're trying to get somebody to fall in love with you. I'll tell you that much. Oh, also one other thing. Do not ever even attempt to remove an article of clothing off of somebody's body unless they ask you to or explicitly say that that is something that you are allowed to do. Does anyone else feel extremely strange over the fact that we need to keep reminding people of this? That that seems weird. All right. Next, freshman year of college, a boy from high school who probably said two words to me, two words to me ever asked me out on a date. He was always nice. So I said, yes, the date ended up being a double with his cousin and the cousin's girlfriend. None of these people I had ever met before. Once in the car, he informed me that we would be going to the bum jungle. I had never heard of it before and totally thought it was some college club or hangout spot. Nope. We stopped by his house where he grabbed flashlights and a baseball bat. And we drove to a literal spot out in the forest where homeless people camped at night. I was baffled. I asked what we were doing there. And he said, just going for a little hike. I turned to the other girl in the car and asked her if she was comfortable with, to which she said, I've done this before. What? I feel like if at any point a woman leans over to you and says, are you comfortable with this? Let's just automatically assume that it's a cry for help. You see the fear in her eyes and you say, nope, let's go. Let's just, let's make that, you know, let's write that into law somewhere. So she goes on. We were parked at this dirt parking lot on the edge of the forest and we got out and they started walking on a path that led a path that led in that followed along a little creek about 20 feet in feet in you could see trash cans on fire and people congregated around them the cousin of my date started talking super loudly and saying things like hey this girl over here has a 20 and when i stopped and asked them to turn around he told me not to worry bums are afraid of water why would that matter Oh, because they're by the creek. Okay, sorry. I stopped walking and wouldn't go any further. I was pissed off and scared. They finally agreed to turn around and get back in the car. I ran back. Once in, they started laughing about how scared I was and what a rush it was. Then the cousin started driving to DQ to get ice cream. Okay, DQ. Is DQ like very underrated? I just, I mean, I know that has absolutely nothing to do with this, but I got a DQ cheeseburger like a year ago and I still think about it. Okay. I made him take me home first. My date hardly said anything the whole time and didn't seem to understand how inappropriate the whole thing was. When he dropped me off, he walked me to my door and asked if he could call or text me to take me out again. I brushed him off. I couldn't even think clearly at the time I was in a rage. I never talked to him again and he only contacted me, 
oh my gosh, only contacted me once several months later trying to go out again and I never responded. These people are acting like we live in a post-apocalyptic world where the only option for dates is to get a flashlight and walk through the forest. Like, you know that bowling alleys exist. On top of that, like the type of person you have to be to think that this activity would be fun or entertaining or anything besides totally inappropriate and weird and kind of mean, like that's not somebody you want to be like spending a lot of alone time with. That's not somebody you want to date and potentially go on a road trip with. Like that's not who you want picking up your six-year-old from soccer practice. You know, I don't understand how so many of you get stuck on dates with people who display serial killer behavior immediately, like immediately. They don't even wait 15 minutes before revealing themselves. And I don't want to get any messages. I Whenever I do these episodes, I get messages from people that are like, you're being so rude to men. I'm not being rude to men. I'm being rude to the men in these stories and they deserve it. Also, if guys wanted to submit stories, they could. But I just don't think that a guy's ever been on a date with a girl and thought, I really think that she could pin me down and stab me if she wanted to. That just doesn't usually happen. But I mean, if it has, please submit the story to me because I would love to hear about it. Next up, she says, one time a guy took me on a date and said the place we were going was a surprise. Never a good start. Well, we rolled up to RC Willie, which is a furniture store, and he took me upstairs to this room where they were serving free hot dogs. Not cute, immediate bad vibes. Keep in mind, these are the most disgusting, boiled, cheap kind of mystery meat you can find. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. And unfortunately, I have had them and I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I'm sorry. She continues. Then he asks me if I brought a purse. I say no. And he gets visibly annoyed at me because apparently we were supposed to bring his mom two of these free hot dogs home in my purse. Yes, he literally took me on a date so that I could smuggle free hot dogs home for his mom. Okay, I'm going to offer some actual real advice to this one. Like that's not that's not just full of my bad attitude. If you are dying for a furniture store that sells meat, why are we not talking more about IKEA? IKEA is a better dining experience than like 35% of restaurants you could possibly take a date to. And you can get like eight meatballs for $1.50. It is such a good deal. And it's actually delicious. You're welcome. I've now given you an alternative place to get furniture and mystery meat. All right. This is our last one. And I will do a part two. I will do a part two, okay? Either on the Patreon or the regular feed. We'll see. But there will be a part two to this because we have many, 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 many more. Okay, here we go. My friend and his girlfriend set me up with another friend of theirs for a double date on Valentine's Day. The plan is to go to Utah Lake and have a little winter campfire. Right off the bat, he's a sweet guy, but we have zero chemistry. He apparently thought we were a match made in heaven, though, because he very obviously texted the other couple that he wanted some alone time with me. My guy friend made the lame excuse and asked my date to go get something from the car, which was like a 15 minute walk away. My date stood up and then stared at me until I finally realized he expected me to go with him. Cool. Now this guy was nervous and I totally clammed up and asked, (laughs) wait, let's see, until I asked him what he does for fun. Like three minutes into the freezing walk back to the car, his eyes lit up. Suddenly he was a walking encyclopedia of survivalism. I did the thing where women are supposed that women are supposed to do on dates and nodded politely while he monologued about food storage and camping equipment and kind of tuned him out until I realized he was staring at me like he'd asked me a question. Here's the conversation that followed me. Sorry, I missed what you just said. Can you repeat it? Him. Oh, I just asked you to guess how many knives I have on me right now. Me. Knives on you? I am suddenly terrified. Him. 
Yeah. How many do you think I have on me right now? Me, not knowing the answer. One? Him. Wrong. I have five. Was I terrified? Yes. He showed me all five of his knives when we got to the car. Maddie, I was so sweet to him. I had no reason to believe he would attack me. But when you're a short gal in an abandoned parking lot with a heavily armed dude you've only known for an hour, you get a little freaked out. The primal survival part of my brain went into overdrive and I positively fawned over those knives. (laughs) thinking that if I seemed impressed, he'd be less likely to use them on me. Luckily, I think he just was socially oblivious because we walked back to the campfire without incident, him yakking away about knives and me praying to every deity in the heavens for safety. We did not go out again. You guys, this is what I'm saying. Why the post-apocalyptic activities? Why is everybody into survivalism? We, we don't need that yet. We, we don't need that skill yet. Don't carry knives. And if you do, never tell anyone about it. And if you needed to tell somebody about it, don't let it be the girl you took on a blind first date. Have you guys ever heard of a blind date going well? I have truly in my whole life never heard of a blind date going anything other than 100% terribly. But at least people get good stories out of it. All right, so we will be back with part two in some form. I don't know how yet, but I got to figure that out. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for submitting your stories. And oh, will you guys go leave a five star rating because we're really close to 3000 reviews, which is a really huge milestone. That is wow. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you guys as soon as possible. Bestie vibes only. Bye. (laughs)